Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the PH Nutrition Podcast. My name is Luke, one of the coaches here from PH, and today I am delighted to be joined by the man himself, Mr. Liam Holmes, and we're going to be diving into another research review. Before that, though, Liam, how are we doing, buddy? How's my weekend week? was very good. I went with my mum's birthday. We had some powers down. I cooked chicken doner kebabs on the, uh, but like Ooh. proper style, like all stacking all it all up with a new special piece of kit that I went got. Went down very well, went down very well. Uh, but yeah, had a lovely weekend, buddy. Lovely weekend. And I, I learnt this morning just off air that it was also your birthday, same day as my mum's. And uh, yeah, you had, a, you had a good day as well, bud, yeah? Yeah, man. Lovely, yeah. Yeah, same as your mum. Yeah, just, I mean, lots of good food. That's how I like to celebrate lovely. my birthday. Lots of good food. Heading out in the evening to see my favourite comedian as well. It was a good call. Uh, let's dive into this paper then. So, slightly different research review today because the paper that we are reviewing um, is a position stand. So, it's a position stand from the International Society of Sports Nutrition basically just giving their view on energy drinks and energy shots. So the way that these position stands are put together, essentially just uh, authors, researchers, writers, a ton of people get together and they just look at all of the research and voice their opinions on the topic. So the topic today being energy drink, energy shots, me and Liam are just going to see what they decided upon and just kind of throw our thoughts in there as well see if we agree have a little bit more of an idea of kind of like what they took away so that you guys can take away some of the conclusions as well. so the uh, first thing that we're going to dive into on energy drinks and energy shots is one of the first things that these guys did which was a brief review of key ingredients where they basically just ran through a big old list of pretty much all the ingredients that you'll find in energy drinks and just gave a little bit of an overview of those ingredients um and i think it's always interesting when we see energy drinks things like monster red bull at just how many things are put in yeah. to drinks as well liam uh, and then stripping it back and being okay but how many of these things actually work so i think that's a good um i, th- I think it's yeah. a really good place to start bud and they did a fantastic job at looking at the uh, ingredients and and when you look at research studies sometimes it can be a bit of a minefield to decipher the information from it but these have some fantastic tables and the ingredients lists 
from them was pretty comprehensive, but overall prevalence of caffeine yeah. was 100% in all of them. So um, that was pretty, pretty, pretty comprehensive. Then we've got common ingredients that you that, that everyone may have seen in them, such as B vitamins, specifically kind of B6 and B12, because they're more involved in energy production and rather than kind of B1, B2, B5. So you'll see them more prevalent in the in, in energy shots. Then you've got vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin A, and again, relatively low across them. But then you've got things such as taurine, which we're going to come on to a bit more detail in a minute, um, which is around 37% of them. Then you've got two things called ginseng and guarana. guarana. So ginseng, um, there's multiple different variations of ginseng. So this is uh, Panax ginseng. Okay, so you might have heard, like, you might see Russian ginseng, you might see Korean ginseng, you might see lots of different other ones. But actually, uh, the one that is putting a lot of the energy drinks and energy shots is Panax ginseng. And that has kind of perpetrated the benefits of increasing performance, but also cognition. Now, looking at some of the research, it doesn't really have robust evidence in terms of athletic performance, but it does in terms of cognition. So by hook or by crook, whether the people are putting it in there for cognition or whether they're putting it in for athletic and getting that as a byproduct, we don't know. But it's in there and it does actually have some some good evidence. Guarana, it's a, uh, it, it's a source of caffeine. So this is where, I mean, there's not a lot of evidence on it at the moment. So I think it's one of those, you know, I don't know if they had the boost bars. Do you remember the boost bars that had guarana in it? I think that's where I first did they? Yeah, have I think that was one of the first times I saw it. it only twenty five percent of the shots that they reviewed had it in it. But again, you've got to be wary of this if you get if it's got hundred percent of got caffeine and you've got guarana in, then you know you might see oh it's only X amount of milligrams per caffeine, but then you might be you know potentially doubling your your caffeine intake with that. So just be wary. Um, and how you feel on that. Then you've got things such as carnitine, electrolytes, other amino acids such as BCAAs, such as tyrosine, such as L-theanine, which is often paired with caffeine to help kind of like, you know, regulate that kind of jittery response that we sometimes get um, with higher doses of caffeine. So again, pretty comprehensive. I think some of the reasons that people put these in uh, supplements is due to just providing what they perceive to be value. Oh, it's got 25 ingredients. Yeah. Oh, it's got 50 ingredients, you know, or whatever. But this can sometimes be called fairy dusting uh, in supplement terms where you just sprinkle a little bit of something in there to make it sound like, oh, we've got 12, our secret blend of 12 things was actually, which we're going to come on to, there's probably only a few things that are going to actually make a difference that have real robust evidence behind them. So, more is not better in terms of ingredients, but also we don't really know the interactions on some of these as well. So for me, you need to just be wary of those ones that have like kind of tons of stuff in it. I don't think it's needed. Is it going to do any harm? I don't really know. What, what do you think on that one, Luke? I don't, I don't think the levels that they're putting it in potentially could cause any harm. Well, so... In terms of the level, interesting was um, that as we were kind of running through the prevalence there of kind of how many of these drinks had stuff in. So like 100% of these drinks had caffeine in, 37 in. uh, Those drinks did not disclose the quantity of 
the amount of kind of taurine, ginseng, guarana that they were putting in as well. So in terms of dosage, because there's kind of so little evidence on a couple of these already, the optimal dosage for potential benefits, if there are any at all, mm. is not known. So we don't even know how much is going to be of worth. And then we don't know how much they're putting in as well. So it all just feels a bit like exactly what you said, fairy dusting, like ingredients for the sake of ingredients and not necessarily for any benefit. Um, as you say, in terms of like the, the risk, to, they wouldn't be on the market able to kind of put these in, especially the more well-trusted energy drinks. You're looking at Red Bull and Monster and that kind of stuff, if they were going to do any damage to you so i think that they're, they're ones where like liam said you need to be careful with regards to kind of the caffeine content if it knocks up that a little bit over things that um are sources of caffeine as well as just caffeine too uh but for the most part you're probably going to be fine having them it's just there's no point really so well. what are the ones that we do need to make sure if we're looking to improve our performance and cognition that they are in our energy drinks and energy shots well the 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 big two that come up pretty much every time are the one that we've already mentioned, which is caffeine, and then one that is kind of you'd, you'd have less of uh, when you're thinking about these kinds of ingredients because it's just carbohydrates. It's just nice yeah. and simple. Caffeine and carbohydrates in energy drinks we know can improve performance because we know that caffeine outside of energy drinks can improve performance. We know that carbohydrates outside of energy drinks can improve performance. Putting them together, happy days. So it tends to be that all of these fancy energy drinks with like Liam said, 25 plus ingredients too are doing the heavy lifting most of the time. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's the key, isn't it? Like over, I think it's 45% of them have it in it. And I know a lot of these will have like no sugars. So a lot of the energy drinks mm. that you'll see won't have carbohydrates. Some of them do, but a lot of them don't. So the benefits that you're going to feel are probably heavily weighted to caffeine intake rather than the other little, like say, extra ingredients that you're seeing in there. One that I want to touch on that probably gets a bad reputation is taurine. Now, it's, it's a naturally occurring amino acid. Uh, so it's it's in foods, it's in you know, our bodies, um, but it's actually got some fairly decent kind of research behind it in terms of anti-inflammatory properties, in terms of energy metabolism. Um, it also, there's, there's some good kind of meta-analysis about improving endurance exercise performance. Um, so improved VO2 max, time to exhaustion, time trial performance. So for me, I think, again, that was when the, the Red Bull kind of when Red Bull become massive, everyone was like, oh, it's taurine. And, you know, then people started to kind of hate on Red Bull. But taurine is actually something that is is really, really beneficial. Again, they don't disclose the amounts in there. So just kind of be wary of, of that. So I think for me, that comes into the consumption of these and the, the volume. I don't know about you, Luki, but the size of a can of Monster and some of those C4 cans, like... I, I, that's like a like a Big. week's worth of energy intake for me, like in one can. And I see see people sipping on these, like you know they might do two a day. I I don't know. I haven't actually looked. I probably should have for this research review. In the serving size, is that one? It is one serving, isn't it? In those one big thing, it isn't like a split serving. Um, yeah, and I think when we're talking about um, the size of these things as well, we need to kind of come back to caffeine real quick and talk about kind of recommended safe intake yeah, real yeah, for yeah, sure. Because yeah. um, we know that caffeine is dangerous. It can, it's 
tap tool like any tool uh, and to use that analogy you can use a hammer to build a house you can also use a hammer yourself in the head uh, and caffeine is the tool in this sense and you can use caffeine to improve your performance but you can also abuse caffeine to affect your sleep your health and obviously in very high doses it's very dangerous and um, there's some sad uh, instances really where people have kind of missed dosed in studies um, that of course kind of serious harm to the heart because of how stimulant it is um, and so it's worth pointing out that the recommended safe intake of caffeine per day is currently listed at 400 milligrams per day which equates to probably two monsters to be honest i think monsters tend to be around sort of um it's probably kind of three to five coffees as well depending on the strength of the coffee depending on the roast we can i can dive into coffee later, but we're not gonna um but it's important to kind of keep things beneath that kind of record intake. And uh, you do get these kind of drinks that are so highly concentrated and be um, a bit of an issue with regards to caffeine. As I say, with regards to kind of doses of other things, I'm not sure. I mean, Liam, I, I don't know if you've got the, if you've pulled up Monster in I front have. of you there, if you know kind of the doses for other things like taurine or anything like that. And, or if I'm right about the caffeine. You are. So there's there, obviously there's multiple different um, variations of Monster now, but the original one had yep. 160 milligrams of caffeine, which is pretty okay. big. It also had a lot yep. of sugar. What were you saying in carbs? Yeah, as well? it was a lot yeah, of sugar, sugar. like uh, 27 grams of sugar. So Oof. it was pretty big. Um, they had B6, they had B12 <sighs> in it, but they didn't have, they didn't have, the listed ingredients of the rest of them. I think some of them now have got 86 milligrams of caffeine. Uh, so again, it's, I, there's obviously different ones in there. There's like Monster Energy Ultra and all of these different ones now where they th- there's different variations of them. So again, you got to be you got to be you got to be wary because you might be thinking that all of them have this. They just have a blanket like oh 86 milligrams. 86 milligrams probably isn't too much. Uh, you also want to be like. In this study, they did try to differentiate between genders uh, and it, they didn't really find any kind of difference between it. And they just kind of alluded to like menstrual cycle differences, etc. But one of the things that I, I don't think this, this study went into, maybe I missed it, Luke, in my very sleep deprived state at the moment, in that it's body weight. So I see people that are quite small yeah. drinking <laughs> monsters and... The, the the level of caffeine compared to like a 50 kilo person compared to like a 100 kilo or a 90 kilo person it's going to be very different it's going to be the effect is going to be quite different so you've got to be super super aware of this and this is where i think energy drinks will come to the the, the the performance benefits now they can work like there, there, there is some real robust evidence from this research review that they do work more lending more more kind of going towards lower body power output so there was a lot of stuff on jump height there was a lot of stuff on on kind of like one rm a lot of stuff on sprint performance which is great a lot of stuff on team sports which are going to come on to how we use them in team sports especially football at the moment in that they actually do work but again you know what works probably caffeine probably the carbohydrates the the one thing i want to kind of make sure we caveat is that this isn't just a plaster over a poor diet. Like just because you take a monster before your workout or, or, or a caffeine shot doesn't mean that if you're eating, you know, very, very low carbohydrates, very low calories, your energy availability is really, really low. You aren't going to see the performance enhancement that sometimes that you, that you probably see if your diet is very, very 
good and is adequate in terms of the, the output that you're doing, and then you put this on top, you're probably going to see the benefits that are, you know, lending towards the, some of the stuff that's in the evidence to be like, right, actually, this does make a difference. Whereas if you are, which we see, I see all too often, the people who are underfed and overstimulated, I just think then you're probably not going to see the results that you think you should by taking something pre-workout. But there are some some good evidence in there. Like look, I just kind of went on the the, the performance, like the, the, maybe the jumps height and the lower body stuff. But there's some other ones in there as well, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. And I think the interesting thing about this kind of position statement was we're looking at um, the benefits from an athletic point of view. They're looking at only energy drinks, only studies that have specifically used energy drinks, as opposed to kind of the whole wealth of studies that we have there that have used um, carbohydrates and have used caffeine. So you can also cut those um, bodies of evidence and use what we know about caffeine and carbs and apply it kind of to, to drinks as well. Um, but yeah, as you say, a little bit of kind of um, evidence around endurance and repeat sprint performance and sports specific to team sports as well. Uh, I saw in this study, which I think, as you mentioned there, you use it in mm. football, right? And if you're getting some some benefits from energy drinks, energy shots, from endurance, repeat strength performance and sports specific tasks, that sounds perfect, right? So how would you, um, in that setting, in a team sport Team sport setting. So the biggest thing to do is to try to test it in training first, you know, in a non non kind of performance related environment. So making sure that the level of caffeine, the the, the other ingredients that sometimes we didn't mention, we, that some of the shots we use use beta alanine. And a high dose beta alanine can sometimes cause paresthesia, tingling, etc. And people don't really like that. Some people know, some people don't. So make sure that you replicate it in your training. And this kind of correlates into cost to everybody. You know, make sure that you test it. And then we would use it uh, in a, a match day. So like a uh, in the changing room, looking around 45 to 30 minutes before kickoff. This is when we would use it. Now, most of the time we are using caffeine, even within we even with evening games. So obviously we are looking that, you know, the, the the cost of winning is pretty high when you're looking at kind of elite sport. So we don't, you know, we, we need to make sure that performance is the number one metric that we're looking at. And we know that caffeine improves performance. So it's carbohydrates. So we'll be making sure that we do use caffeine shots, even with evening games. Again, these are tried and tested. We have multiple different ones. We have ones with slightly higher levels of caffeine, slightly more kind of lower levels, ones with, give, like say, some of these other ingredients in and, and some with like beta alanine and some with like nitrates in. So we have a variation and, and it's tried and tested for each individual player. We sometimes use, um, if players don't like to use it at before the game, we actually use it at halftime. So we often think that caffeine is just used pre-game or like, oh, it's only just before it. But actually, if you're playing for 90 minutes or if you're doing an endurance event such as a half marathon or a marathon or whatever, then you can utilize caffeine within that that training or that, that match performance environment to help maintain your performance levels and offset fatigue. So we sometimes use them half time. Again, then we've got to use nutrition strategies, lifestyle strategies to be able to kind of mitigate kind of caffeine effects later on in the evening but in the end it doesn't matter if we go oh well we didn't drink we didn't take caffeine before we performed really badly we lost but actually i got to sleep within an hour after the game whereas if we won we performed really well but we then delayed that player's sleep for three four hours again 
you've got to weigh it up so we go like look you, you, performance is the number one metric so we have interventions to be able to help people kind of get back into sleep this correlating into the everyday gen pop you know i wouldn't be using caffeine before your evening session because i don't think that affecting your sleep is going to be what you need to do it's not not worth it. worth it you know that's where looking at overall food intake like we alluded to earlier is going to be the biggest driver of your kind of exercise performance but you can utilize caffeine earlier in the day for you know helping you know everything else to taste nice and cognition etc but i don't think that utilizing it in the evening morning training definitely at lunchtime training definitely so yeah that's how we would use it and hopefully that kind of correlates across into into you but we don't use it every day like the lads don't use energy shots before training every day you know it's it's something that we might use it before a big kind of like training session maybe on a tuesday or a thursday but yeah we don't use it every day but we have tried and tested it and this is where pre-season comes in we would utilize it make sure the lads are kind of testing the different variations seeing how they feel and then once that's done we're good cool with with that Liam, just kind of thinking about it because we know obviously that the the two things that we talked about caffeine and carbs are the main kind of drivers for the the benefits from energy drinks do you look for a one-stop solution with regards to the energy drinks so say at half time where you're giving them a bit of caffeine do you look for one that has caffeine and carbs or do you treat this separately and not necessarily use energy drinks but more just use hey let's look at a source of caffeine and then let's look at source hydrate separately yeah the the shots we use shots because the lads are already the habits are already built for energy drink sorry yeah already built for like um, electrolyte drinks and and everything else water consumption they already do that so we have that and we use the shots for caffeine like if we built the caffeine and all of these other ingredients into a carbohydrate drink sometimes the guys won't finish the drink and therefore we don't know the dose Mm. of the caffeine and dose of these other ingredients that we're getting so i want to make sure that i know that they're getting x amount of whatever we put into that shot into their body and then we can be like right well we know that if they drink x amount of you know one bottle two bottles or whatever before the game half time whatever they i know how many carbohydrates they're going to be consuming i think when you're looking at elite sport the more carbohydrates around a, a game the better like obviously within reason but if you sneak a few sugars into a shot then that's great but most of the times we don't have sugars in the shots they're very small like there's not a lot of carbohydrates in them so it's purely for getting these specific kind of ingredients into them yeah the caffeine the beta alanine yeah i mean again beta alanine i don't really like to take it pre-workout like training i don't think it's needed but again it's one of those where i know that if the lads are taking if we're playing three games a week i know that they're getting seven and a half milli you know grams of or whatever you know might be nine grams of beta alanine across the week like it's an it's a simple method for me to be able to get beta alanine in them without having to make sure it's a habit that they're going to take it every day so again it's not going to be at the detriment of their performance if that player has tested it and likes that feeling and feels a benefit so that's the practical yeah. approach for, that we that we use that i use awesome yeah stick uh ace liam i think i mean to be honest that was kind of pretty much the, the key takeaways from yeah it was yeah stand, i think um there was, there was one worth kind of pointing out, which we've sort of meant a little bit already, um, and the difference between uh, consuming energy drinks for performance and then just consuming energy drinks for fun. And obviously with that, you need to be wary of the amount of kind of carbohydrates potentially in them, which we've mentioned. That was something that these guys as well, um, if you're drinking energy drinks with a lot of sugar in and it's not necessarily around training, it's just for quote unquote the one. Um, 
then being wary of taking on too many high GI carbs. We kind of know the potential risk of that thing as well. Um, I don't know if there was anything else that we potentially missed from this, but it was a pretty extensive position yeah. stand with some pretty simple key takeaways. Yeah, it, was, I think. It, was, it was really good. One thing I would just finish up on is utilizing these drinks, I think is a beneficial thing for your enhancing your performance. However, if you are relying on them, to get through a training mm. session, what I would advise you to do is to look at your overall calorie intake. Energy drinks, caffeine, you know, they are, it's been shown to help improve your performance. But again, if you are needing this to get through your session, I think that there's a bigger problem at play where your energy availability, your energy availability is probably a little bit low. Um, so you want to be looking at your overall intake and then using these to even further enhance your performance. So that's just a key thing that I want you to, to make sure that we're, we're focusing on. Awesome. Amazing. Well, Good stuff. Thank you very much then, Liam. I think... Um, cracking. No, no, no. I was just saying cracking stuff. Cool. I think it's a really good Fantastic. one. Like, I think it's one that it's real world isn't it like i like these studies like they actually broke it down yeah. and they're like look yeah this is what's in it this is what it does you know and this is probably how you're meant to be utilizing it and don't worry about you know a lot of this stuff there's some really things that do work though so i think it's a really cool thing to be like yeah some good practical take-homes definitely and uh, for everyone listening it's an open access paper we're going to link it into the show notes so you're able to kind of dive into it yourself as well it is extensive yeah. um they do dive into quite a lot for uh, all of the ingredients ones that we've kind of not even touched upon it weren't necessarily worth it um but definitely a really really useful one to kind of have that as well so um any potential questions about this paper check it out give it a read drop us a message we'll always answer those um but yeah apart from that liam it's an absolute pleasure 